What's up, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast, Men by the Word. Yes, welcome, everybody. It's been a few weeks since we've done this. Life has been, it's been a little absolutely bit. crazy between VBS, a work trip, um, and all the stuff that we just have to get done at home. Yep. It's been crazy. And not to mention, we're adopting. We are adopting. Yep. So you probably didn't see it on social media if you somehow missed it through all of our posts. We mm-hmm. are adopting. So yes, yeah. We are, and we're so excited. Um, can't believe that this is happening, but God has definitely um, led us down this path, and we just couldn't be any more happy. Yeah. So we're going to share a little bit about um, what led us to start the process of adoption, when we start thinking about adoption, just a bunch of different things. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want me to start? You start. Let's go. Okay. So the first question we have is what led us to adopt? Um, so I'm 26 years old, and I have known that I've wanted to adopt since... I was, I think I was either 15 or I just turned 16. I remember um, watching TV and seeing something on the TV about like foster care and adoption. And I was mind blown that there were kids my age that were in the system. I didn't even know what the system was. Um, so I started to kind of like go down like a rabbit hole um, on the internet. And that's when I learned about what adoption was, what foster care was. And I was like, I'm going to do that one day. Um, whether I foster or whether I adopt, um, I knew a hundred percent that I did want to adopt. Um, I just felt like it was something that like, I guess when you're a teenager, once you pick something and you like focus on it, it was like all I could talk about. You can ask my best friend. We've been best friends since eighth grade. And I was always talking about adoption. Um, I remember, I remember literally getting in a fight with somebody about adoption, <laughs> like on. You would. I, yeah, it was, I think we were on like junior trip or something, and I started talking about. Everybody was talking about the future and that kind of stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna adopt," and I just couldn't believe that like people were against it. I was just kind of mind blown. Like, how could you not want to do that? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, I just always knew that. This is what God had for me. This is what I wanted to do. And I was a little hesitant because like I started to realize that people were against adoption. So when we started dating, I was like, got to break the news that I want to grow my family through adoption. So do you want to talk a little bit about? Yeah. So, well, Marv told me when we were, when we were dating, I mean, once it got to, you know, more serious relationship yeah and we started like actually thinking hold on can i actually see myself marrying this person you know those conversations do come up about like what is our family going to look like and then mar told me about you wanting to adopt and at first i was like hesitant about it because i mean i don't know it was just like first of all i was also like 16 too i was not thinking about kids (laughs) at all yeah like, what 16-year-old is thinking about kids? Yeah. So, like... That's probably why everybody <clears throat> thought I was crazy going around at 16 being like, I'm going to adopt. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I wasn't thinking about it at all. So, when Mark told me that, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, that's cool. Uh, we'll see how it goes, I guess. 
And so, um, we'll get there when we get there. yeah, we'll get there when we get there. And obviously 16, you were 18 at the time. So like, so it was, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. But anyways, it was, it, anyways you know, I was hesitant about it, but then, you know, Mar did go break it down a little bit more because as she mentioned just a minute ago about you did your research, you looked into it, saw like what the um, statistics were showing about people, kids being in the system. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it really opened my eyes to, oh, wow, this is, this is serious. This is serious. And um, this would actually be something really, really awesome yeah. to be a part of by bringing in child into your home. Yeah. <clears throat> so going to like just people being hesitant, you know, JT was hesitant. Um, whether you're a Christian or not, a lot of people are hesitant. Like there are Christians who are like, you're going to adopt? Like, aren't you scared? And um, I just want to share Isaiah 117. It says, learn to do good, seek justice, justice. Reprove the ruthless, defend the orphans, and plead for the widow. And for me, this just breaks it down. It's just black and white right there. Like, there are so many children who are voiceless because they are in the system. There are so many babies who are in a womb right now that aren't even going to go home. They're going to go into the system if they don't get adopted. And in my opinion, as a Christian, really doing nothing isn't an option. So this is something that I've always been passionate about. And as a teenager, I was like, I know I am marked to be an adoptive mom, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like, whenever that looks like. Um, So, yeah, I mean, even like I took some like this is like a whole other story, but um, when I was in college, I did take some social work classes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of helped like be able to like show you like yeah. what it really looks like to adopt mm-hmm. and kind of like how serious this is. Because most people don't think about, you know, adoption. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, they don't think about the adoption and they don't think about um, the state that the child is in, mm-hmm. in their living arrangements. Yeah. And... Um, when you did go through those classes and the things that you talked about mm-hmm. and just, I guess, in your papers and all that stuff, it was really scary Yeah. at times of like, I, I remember you were talking to a social worker mm-hmm. and she was just telling you story after story after yeah. story. And it, it just, I mean, it'll break you down really yeah. quick to see that these are, these kids are having to actually it's like they have to grow up really quick yeah and they can't be a kid because of the way that their guardian mm-hmm. is yeah and it's so sad i think um another side like we've talked about a lot because we everybody knows now that we're adopting um and we've had like so many different kind of reactions yes we have which half of them have been great mm-hmm. um and then there's been like the other half where it's like kind of like sad just kind of yeah it's like sad it's like i think it's sad because when we've told people people's instant reaction to adoption is infertility which is so mind-blowing because we have never like i have never believed that adoption was a second choice Mm -hmm. that adoption was a backup plan like that was never the case for us like once you got on board with it um we never ever thought about 
oh, if we can't have kids, then we'll just adopt. Like, yeah. it was always ever adoption. Like, this was always what we have felt God's plan was for our for our lives and to grow our family. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we yeah. do have our own health issues, and we'll probably talk about that more on a different episode that's not related to adoption um, on a different podcast mm-hmm. episode. But, yeah, do you want to elaborate? Well, I mean, the sad truth about it is, you know, adoption in most people's minds is second yeah. chance, second and choice. It, it, As Christians, we see that, I mean, instantly we are adopted. When mm-hmm. we um, ask Christ to come into our hearts, in Ephesians 1, verse 5, it says, He predestined us for adoption to Himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of His will. So, adoption is the gospel. That's adoption like, that's is the gospel, yeah. Like, and like, we are all adopted. If yeah. we are in the body of Christ, we are adopted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we were His first choice. Yeah. So um, I don't know where I was where I was going with that. But, good. I like that. But we are his fir- we are his first choice. Yeah. <laughs> and we should a child who doesn't have a home that should be our first choice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to be able to give them something that they potentially might not ever yeah. have gotten. To go back to the reactions though that we had, mm-hmm. th- yes, we had some amazing reactions, especially with our families. Um, it was like, I was a nervous wreck when we were telling my parents. I don't know why, just because like, I think it's because I'm an only child and it's like, I'm their baby. I'm their baby. Yeah. And like, I don't know, just that, that thought of being, you're going to have to step into a parental role. Yeah. I've got to step into a parental role rather than dad, I need this help. Now it's, now I am taking that. We cut this tree down. Yeah, literally, which, which, literally, which is what just happened. This is the thing, though. Your parents will still... Oh, yeah, definitely. But I'm saying, like, now, the way I look up to my dad, my my mom, is like... Now you have to be that. Now I have to be that. And that is what terrifies me because I know, like, the way I view my dad, that's some major shoes to fill. Yeah. And I am terrified that, like, if I can just fill, like, half, even a quarter of the shoes that I see him in, like, I will be happy. Cry. But, like, other than that, I am absolutely terrified, especially when, like, I don't know, just being called dad. That's just so weird to me because of, like, that is major shoes to fill. And, like, little, I know I already said it, but, like, to be, like, a quarter mm-hmm. or a half yeah. of what my dad is, of how, what I look up to, my, how I look up to my dad is, like, yeah. I'd be happy. But still, I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, I got you. It is scary. <clears throat> but um, I guess we can... Anything else about reactions? Not really. Well, to go on, we had... Yeah, I wanted to continue that. Sorry, I went on my <laughs> own rabbit trail there. But um, the reactions we had with our families, like, they were fantastic. Like, there was nothing but excitement and happy, happy for tears, most, everything. Yeah. For the most part. Like, our immediate family. <laughs> Our immediate family. Yes. And then there were some that were a little hesitant. They they did kind of. It seemed like there was um. Pity, like a little oh, bit. I'm sorry, you have to go through that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sorry. But they are still happy. Yeah, they, they are, are still, still very happy, happy like, for we us. We still 100% have. We have support. We have the support all around. All like, around. Yeah. 
our families are amazing. Mm -hmm. And then friends, like other friends, they were just absolute who we look up to as like family. They're just like. You try not to laugh yeah. because you can see my face. Yes, they absolutely were amazed yeah. too. And the, every video that we, because we got a video of every single one of them, and they are each one in their own. Yeah. And it, they are so funny to watch. We've probably watched a few of them on repeat, like 20 to 50 times, literally. Like we've airdropped it to the TV and shown like everybody and just died laughing. Yes. And it, it is, it's been, it's been great. Yeah, it's been great. There's, so we're going to like compile all the videos. There are a few reactions though that we're not going to show. Yeah. We're not going to show those. They were the greatest reactions. So yeah, uh -huh. those will stay hidden forever. Like it was just crickets at the beginning. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. So yeah, but you know, going off of like people's reactions, you know, they're going to have their own opinions. Um, <clears throat> I love the quote, you know, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And, you know, people might look at us and probably think that, oh, the JT and Mar, they're not ready to be parents. Uh, I didn't think they'd ever have kids. They travel too much. Like, that is, like, the <laughs> biggest one we get so much. And yes. I'm like, are you salty that we travel that much because you don't travel at all or what? But we've had a lot of different opinions. And something that I've been thinking about, and we've just been talking about, like, people's words, like, they can get to us so easily. But as Christians, we don't have to choose to listen to those voices or those opinions because we're a child, we're children of God, and we're not slaves to other people's words or other people's opinions. And that's the great thing. Like, people can have their opinions all they want. It's not going to change us adopting or not. But I yeah. will say this, it will change who we will let our children around. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Yeah. So, yeah, we're nervous, but we're excited. You can explain, like, when we started the process. Yeah. When we thought we were starting the process, where we are now. Yeah, start from like. Like when we thought? Yeah. Okay, so it's, right now it's July 2023. We were going to start the process last spring 2022. And we had like a lot of different info meetings, um, phone calls, stuff like that. And just trying to figure it out. Just trying to figure it out. Um, but JT was still in school. He still had a year left. So we were like a little bit hesitant on whether or not we wanted a closed adoption or an open adoption. And that was one of the biggest things for us was figuring that out and how we could fit that in our life. But over this last year, like, I just feel like I've been praying specifically that, you know, God would break our hearts for what breaks His, and He would take our desires and get rid of them and fill us with His desires. And through that, like we have, I'm getting like goosebumps just thinking about it. Like yeah. thinking about like what God can do when you pray is amazing. Um, so figuring out whether we wanted an open or closed adoption, and so we ended up settling on wanting an open adoption. And that's that doesn't mean that. If there is a birth mom involved, that doesn't mean that the birth mom will be and us will be besties. It just means we are willing to have open communication and, you know, have access to medical records, family history, that kind of stuff. And we would be able to speak with um, the parents and figure out what kind of communication we want. And that's something we just 
took us a little bit long to figure out whether we wanted yeah. or not. Um, but I'm glad we didn't rush into anything when we weren't ready for it. Because I can't imagine going down and being like, I want a closed adoption. Yeah. Like, we, if we would have, like, trusted our own instincts and wanted, ed, like, immediate reaction, we would have gone through closed adoption. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't <clears throat> now, like, becoming educated on it and going through, like, those different those parenting classes. We had to go through, like, oh. 15 to 20 hours of parenting classes. Yeah. Like, of all different styles of, like, discipline. Um, A whole lot. Everything. Yeah. Everything that you could imagine about parenting, we went through it. Yeah. And it, like the logistics. Yes. And then we also had to explain literally everything about us. Yeah. And write like a, what is it? A big paper. Bibliography? Auto Autobiography. Autobiography. We got, we got the basics of it. Our social worker wrote. Okay, so let's rewind. Let's okay. rewind. It's okay. We got to reel it back in. So... We didn't go for it, and then at the beginning of this year is when we talked to our friends, Brian and Kristen, and they got us hooked up with their social worker. So we started, we were like, this is it. Like, we're ready. By the time we're done with, like, the paperwork and that kind of stuff, JT would have been graduated by now, mm -hmm. and he did graduate. I did graduate. And except it was, like, super crazy at the end because, like, it was, like, leading up to graduation yeah so you can talk about that yeah so it was leading up to graduation and we we're like in the middle of getting everything organized and ready to send to our social worker and so i'm going from writing the biggest papers of my like entire college career whatever you yeah. want to call it and then going in and writing a autobiography about literally from like what felt like birth to where I am now <laughs> and the future and the future so like how I how I was raised what how I was disciplined um what did your family look what did like? what does my family look like and a way of like I guess relationships with them yeah. um what does it look like today and this goes the same for Mar yeah and like and you don't have siblings I no. have five siblings so I had to literally write like yeah so my autobiography was like 10 pages mars over here was like i don't even know i can't remember 20. <laughs> probably not 20 but it was probably close <laughs> yeah um, it was it was insane yeah of just like you know doctor's appointments doctor's appointments studying for a test that i had coming up or finishing a paper for school and then going right into doing more online training um of like the parenting classes yeah writing that paper for our autobiography it was a lot it was a whole lot and nobody knew about it so like yes. so can i talk about mm -hmm. so like it was really difficult because we weren't telling anybody we wanted we before we told anybody we wanted to make sure like we had everything sent in yeah. and we were just waiting for our license to come in and we'll get into that a the little approval. bit like the approval so we weren't telling anybody because we didn't want any, that hey we're adopting well we haven't officially started you know yeah so we wanted to actually be in the middle of the process before like no we, going back yeah no no going back before we announced so we got everything in so literally like the last week and a half like where everything is just non-stop getting everything done um my dad calls literally like every oh my day, gosh. two to three times a day 
because we were trying to get stuff figured out, like get the house ready for the social worker to come visit us. Which we have the best social worker ever. Yes. And so I, w- I, I wasn't able to answer like any calls because I was in the middle of everything. <laughs> so like my parents started to get like kind and, of... And, and, and. what? We were doing that photo shoot. Oh, yeah. It's like a three-hour photo shoot and his dad called like... It, like I felt he was calling him, he was calling me. Yeah. <laughs> which we love him so much. So like we left him like hanging every like every time. Like practically we were avoiding him, one hundred percent. But sorry. <laughs> but we did it because like he would he would have asked, like, you know, what are y'all doing? Uh we are we cannot lie. Like literally it's like they would have Yeah, they would have known something was yeah. up. What are y'all doing? So like I, it was best just to avoid him at all costs. Both my mom and dad and her siblings and and dad. Yeah. It was just like, it was crazy. So it you was know, making us crazy too. It was we were like I almost slipped. I almost slipped. Yeah. Almost slipped. So like, and it was kind of like coming back at us because you know our families were like getting upset with us because like, y'all we were. Us. Yeah, we, they were wondering why we were avoiding them, um, thinking that they did something wrong and we were like mad at them and stuff like like i i was getting texts left and right from my mom and dad like why like yeah whatever so when we finally broke the news it was like now all the doc i can connect all the dots yeah. together and see like okay yeah when you called this time i was in the we were in the middle of doing this yeah and um it was it was good it was funny but it was like the biggest breath of fresh air. But it took us so long to be able to tell everybody. Yeah. It was like a two-week process. It was. Our families found out like within a week. Mm-hmm. And then like trying to get like people outside the family, like super close friends um, to find out. And then like extended family trying to find time to FaceTime without them thinking that we were pregnant. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. yeah. It was super difficult. <laughs> Because I guess, like, everybody's instinct is that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyways, you can watch the videos when those come out. Yeah. Yeah. But what's next is um, this week we actually just got the letter of approval. Um, we are officially licensed um, to parent. And we are absolutely so stoked for that. So what does that mean now? So, like, in about, like, the last month and a half we've been going, I should say Mar has been going, um through so many different agencies just trying to get an idea of um what their policies are how much they are um what we have to do to in order to like get accepted by them but we couldn't get it we couldn't you know take that next step because we weren't officially licensed well now that we are licensed um we still kind of have to narrow down which agency we want to go with we still have to. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we kind of have narrowed it, narrowed them down. Okay. So, uh, it's a little bit more difficult because, like, we have a broader range of the age we were willing to adopt. So it's we said that we'd be willing to adopt between zero to age three, um, just because this will be our first child, and. We don't want to go straight into, you know, adopting a teenager as much as I would love to. As much as I've um, shown you many children in foster care where I'm like, don't you just want to adopt like a 15-year-old? It'd be great. 
Um, so zero to three, we feel like is a little bit more realistic. People still think we're absolutely insane for saying that we're willing to adopt a toddler. Um, as of right now, we are not going to foster to adopt. We are going to just adopt. Um, and down the road, we might foster to adopt. But as of right now, for our first child, that's what we want to do. So we are, we've been calling a bunch of different agencies, like you just said, um, and trying to figure out, you know, what each one would look like for us, whether it's financially, um, ages, whether they have a wait list. And some people are like, three years, three-year wait list. Does that sound good to you? And we're like, no, it doesn't. No, not really. Um, so now that we're officially home study approved, we can start fundraising, applying for grants and that kind of thing. So we are going to sign up with a website that will basically handle all of our donations. Um, so that way it goes through them. And whenever we match, we can, they will help us with the financial part of sending that money over. Um, same thing with grants. Um, so right now we're kind of, you know, we just have to, and we have to do finish our profile book. Yeah. Basically for families to see what it looks like. What we look what like. What we look like, like our, um, the life of the Lathams. Yeah. In a book. Um, and that's going to be the first thing that they would see um, if they want to match with us. So, yeah. And we need fundraising ideas and, mm-hmm. yep. Fundraising um, ideas. So money, money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a lot of that. Yep. But in the end, I mean, it will definitely be like amongst all of that we have to do, it will 100% be worth it. Yeah, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like so excited. It's like so, it's so too. hard though to plan because like I am very much a planner type A kind of person and we both love decorating too. Like we love like yeah. interior designing, home renovations, yep, all that kind of stuff. And so trying to figure out like, are we gonna have a nursery for an infant or are we gonna have to have a room for a toddler? So we can't plan like to that extent. We can't plan for age and we can't plan for gender because we did say we're okay with either gender um, and so we did make a registry. Yeah, we did make a registry. And so I guess we can link that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a bunch of people reach out and ask if they can have a registry. And we have gotten Happy Meal, which has been so cool. It's made it, like, so much more real, too. Like, Oh, yeah, it has. Because it's not, like, stuff for us, you know? Yeah, you it's open stuff. a package with your name on it, and then it's baby stuff. And it's just like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so everything on the registry and everything that we've gotten in so far will be for a baby or a toddler. So we do have stuff. If you want to buy stuff from our registry, everything that's on there is any age, any gender. We do have like a baby baby registry too, but we wouldn't make that private. We wouldn't make that public Mm-mm. until we, we get know that for football. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that, talk about that. And that's the thing is like, okay, we could be waiting, you know, nine months to a year year and a half we could also be waking up to a phone call at what two o'clock in the morning saying hey this is the situation 
Um, this is the age of the child. Um, we think that you... Do you want to match with them? Yeah, do you want to match with him? And you could be out the door on a flight going to Arizona, Mm -hmm. literally in a few hours picking up this child. Yeah. And the thing about that, um, so if we do get matched with a child who is over Virginia state lines, then say we get matched with a birth mom, she gives birth in a different state, we will basically have to like comply with ICPC and it's like interstate rules where we would have to stay in that state for a certain amount of time until they give Virginia the okay, until Virginia and that state communicate and then give us that okay, that okay, yes, you can now take this child over, say, Arizona state lines. And then now you can go back home to Virginia. So that's gonna be another huge cost is because we're gonna have to potentially buy plane plane tickets if it's West Coast or drive there. So gas and then Airbnb or hotel Mm -hmm. for however long. And you can be in that state like waiting for the ICPC approval for like up to two weeks I've read. So Mm -hmm. we have a lot that we can't like control. Yes, yeah. Which makes it kind of exciting because it can just be like, surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's also super nerve wracking. It's very nerve wracking. It's like we could just become parents like overnight. Yeah. That would be absolutely crazy. Yeah. Should we tell them about... Should I go down? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that, like, you are warned, like, but you're kind of like, no, it's not, like, really that big of a deal, is adoption scams. Um, So when we started, like, the whole process, I started, like, following different people on social media um, who are also going through the process and, like, just kind of trying to, like, learn about other people's stories and their experiences with adoption. And I saw one about like an adoption scam and it was kind of like terrifying because we're like, oh my gosh, this is real. But you know, that won't happen, you know, that kind of thing. So anyways, once we started the process, no, once we announced. Yeah, once we announced. Once we announced, um, I got a message from somebody who was like, basically, long story short, we talked for like two days and Mm -hmm. they felt like, God was calling them to us to adopt yeah. their friends, maybe? It was either that. It was a person messaging you her friend. Yeah. To adopt their baby. Wanted like, us to adopt their baby. Yes. And started saying stuff like, you know, maybe it's in God's will, maybe it's not in God's will, but we they felt drawn to us and started saying stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um which like is like I already had my like suspicions and doubts because I was watching how other people were being scammed yeah but like we still had like a little like oh my god you want to have a little bit of hope behind it was like oh my gosh is this like this could happen like what if this is the way and we don't have to go through an agency we can just like push them in the direction of the social worker that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff um I was I even like talked to my social worker about it. I was like, should I give them my information? That kind of stuff. And she warned me like be extra careful because you don't know um, what this can lead to. Anyways, um, and I'm trying to think. They did want more information, and then they even made like remember the fake Facebook messages yeah. to me, 
And like, I was like, that's not my profile picture. Like, this is really weird. So I was like, you know, this isn't going to work out like this. I was just feeling super weird. Mm -hmm. The conversation started turning and it was just weird. So we let it go. And then was it the following week? Right? Yeah, it was the following week. Um, the, the couple that just got scammed are famous YouTubers, influencers, posted how they had just gotten scammed and the person who had scammed them was doing it to other people. So be careful. And then they posted the profile of who was scamming. Saying, yeah, saying that this person is still yeah going still at it. Still going at it, scamming people. This is their profile. Do not... Yeah. believe this person and they posted it and i saw it and i was like this is the person i've been talking to like it was yeah i was like you've got to be kidding me like it was a scammer mm -hmm. so yeah all right so how can you help if you want to help mm -hmm. maybe you just came to hear our story but we would really appreciate your help um first you can pray for us um pray that you will um God will give us the patience because it can, um, who knows how long this waiting period will be. Um, pray that, you know, this is a new journey for Ma and I both. Um, so it's going to be completely different from what we are used to being just us two. And then all of a sudden there's a child in your house, in your home and your lifestyle and, um, just, you know, the adjustment there. And, um, I, I mean, also just that God prepares our hearts and our minds to be the parents that that child needs to be um, in a godly home, um, to lead them and to love them in a way that, um, the way that God would love us. God loves us. Um, second thing is that you can donate um, because, as Mar mentioned, it, can, it does take, it does cost a lot um, between, you know, the, the actual adoption process as well as um, in case we have to fly or drive and stay places um, for those two weeks. Um, you can also follow us on our social medias. Um, I can post. I can you write. can post. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then share our story. Share. Um, if you've been following us and you like what you're hearing, you can share it and uh, tell your family and friends. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. So... And just stay posted if you want to, you know, keep up with everything that's going on. Uh, it, not every, you know, episode is going to be about this. Yeah. From now on, but, like, we will definitely um, come back on and keep everybody posted on yeah. what's updated, um, where we stand this will be like if you want updates on the adoption then yeah. make sure that you subscribe um to our youtube podcast apple podcast whatever you listen to it on um or watch it on so yeah mm -hmm. follow us like this video share it uh we'll see you next time <laughs>